The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. We are back for another episode of Free Kicks uh, with Adam and Rick. I'm Rick. Uh, Adam is uh, coming to us live today from? Yeah, in the office in Arlington Heights. Okay. And we'll be talking about uh, some of the happenings in the office a bit later on on the show. But this is primarily a uh, show to promote the English Premier League. So let's uh, find out what is happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Like I just jumped into it, no small talk. This is like this is what it's like uh, dealing with Germans. And just in case you're wondering, <laughs> <laughs> so you gave us the TV tip again this week: uh, uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool. And once again, you did not disappoint. That was a a great game. Did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I I was busy doing a course this weekend, but I was able to catch up a little bit Sunday night with some of my games. But uh, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. I think. Uh, Arsenal came out and showed that they are not the the soft touch team anymore. They're the team that's going to be definitely in the mix. So I, I'm excited to see what I you know what Arsenal can do in the future. Uh, it was good. I thought they played pretty well. Good game all around. I actually thought Arsenal outplayed Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool supporter, and I think the first you know two thirds of the game or so. Arsenal was the better team without question. It was zero to zero until uh, uh, Liverpool got the goal, and I think it was the sixty-third minute or something like that. It, and after that, it was pretty pretty even. But I thought it was yeah. I thought it was fair that uh, Arsenal came back and got the tie. But like you said, yeah. I, I think that I think they've announced the, their arrival. They're they're back. Yeah, no question. And I'm excited for Arsenal fans because they've probably been. In the last few years, it's been a bit of a tough go for them, really not knowing what was happening with Wenger leaving, staying, whatever it may be. But uh, I think they've got two you know, very good strikers in Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang. I think they're going to be a handful for most teams. It was a great goal that Lacazette scored, especially the composure to kind of go around the keeper, go back around again, and then smack it into the corner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good game, and... Uh, you know, maybe Arsenal could have deserved uh, maybe uh, maybe the full three points, which have been great for, for my team, Chelsea, too. Well, that's true. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool uh, are tied uh, uh, in points, but uh, Chelsea has moved ahead. But we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to talk to you about something that happened in that Liverpool-Arsenal game. And it, it didn't actually uh, – it, it's not something that happened. It was something that the announcers talked about. At yeah. one point, uh, Milner got – uh, his head smashed against one of his teammates, and he, w- he had blood gushing out of his nose, and it looked it was ugly. Right, it was shortly after he scored the goal, um, the announcers came up with I thought an interesting idea, and that is you know how um, concussion protocol is all the rage. You know, you know this as the uh, director of coaching. This yep. is something that is really focused on now. Right, every coach. Every uh, volunteer, everybody that is involved in soccer at all has to go through this concussion course to understand what's going on with concussions. Correct. It's a big deal. And and I think the point of the, uh, the announcers was, isn't it kind of unfair that 
when a player is taken out of the game because uh, they're checking to make sure he doesn't have a concussion, that the team has to play one man short. It wasn't their fault that some guy got smashed in the face. And and they suggested maybe what what they should do is allow just for concussion uh, situations, allow a substitute to come in just for that time. And I thought that's a that's a brilliant idea. What and I wanted to hear what your thoughts were. Yeah, I think it's it's a really good idea, um, especially you know I would even count it as you know you basically count it as a free sub. You know that's really what it is. Right. So exactly. Then, so then I know at the college level they do that because, uh, again, they're limited. You're limited on substitutions to a certain point. Um, here, obviously, in the youth soccer game, you can really kind of replace the player. It's, there's no kind of substitution rules depending on the competition you're in. Right. But at the, at the professional level, you, you've got three subs. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's very difficult to, to juggle that. and. I think it's a brilliant idea, the fact that way you don't lose a substitute um, and then you still are there and you're not being punished. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, we like we talked before, the only other option would be the other team take a player off. Yeah. But, you know, why should they get punished too? So, And then you're down to 10 men. But I think it makes perfect sense to be able to put another player on. Okay. Make that happen, would you? I will. I'm going to work on it. I'll okay. talk to FIFA. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the uh, the Man City game because uh, that was uh, uh, another blowout. They won six to one. Now I know Southampton is not uh, not very good this year, um, but it, I watched the game. It wasn't a six to one game. It could have been thirty to one. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was. And the thing that really gets me about Man City, and I and I think I admire this about them is that they are pressing until the last second, the last whistle. They, In the 93rd minute, they were going for more. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're relentless. I mean, it's, it's amazing what's happening in terms of how they play. You know, they, they press so high. They make it very difficult for teams to get out and – you know, with Raheem, you know Raheem Sterling. That's that's his game. Yeah. You know, he, I think what's kind of nice about it is because of the pressing, and it's probably fair to say he probably plays better when he doesn't have to think so much about what right. he needs to do. Yeah, I think that's and right. And so um, he, he, you know, he's able to do that. I mean, he scored two. I think he created three more. I think he had had a hand in five of the six goals. Yeah. So that's not a not a bad day by any means. Uh, but yeah, they just they're relentless, and it, it just makes it difficult. I and mean, you know, I was hearing some things, uh, you know, on, on sports radio and different things. My only concern is is Man City pulling away too far from everybody else. Um, I mean, it's still close in terms of the race, but when you look at the goal differential already, they're so far ahead. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's 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 kind of a scary kind of scary thing. So I guess we'll find out, you know, when they go up against the the top six. As I put in my quotes, my air quotes there. So we'll see right. what happens when they play well, against well, those other teams. The pressure is on uh, the other teams that are in the top six to never have a momentary lapse, right? I mean, they they know that in order to keep up with Man City, they have to win everything, even a draw. Like Liverpool uh, had a draw this weekend, and and they yeah. were lucky to get a draw, but they must have walked out of there going, oh, crap. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Right. No, you're right. And I think 
when you look at all the teams, and I think what ends up happening, especially with these lower-level teams, you know, the Fulhams, the Southamptons, the Newcastles, when they play against the 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 Man Cities, it's like when they go a goal down, it's like, oh, how are we going to get this back? You know, right. it's like already the game's almost over, and that's and that's a that's you know that's credit to Man City because they score one. They, the other team is already demoralized, and then the fact that they're not going to get back into that game. So let me ask you about uh, Southampton's coach, uh, Mark Hughes, because he yeah. he um, he's bounced around. He's coached a lot of teams, but Southampton seems like a team that would that should have patience, considering they know that they don't have a ton of talent on that team. Um, but uh, you know, the word is he's in danger. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of challenge you a little bit on that because when you think about what they've had, and this is the problem with, with Southampton is that they've spent limited amount of money, but they've sold so many players. And when you look at, you know, look at Liverpool and some of the players they've got rid of, you know, Virgil van Dijk was a Southampton player. He's now right. probably the best centre-back you know, Adam Lallana was, you know, he's in and out of the Liverpool squad, but he's playing, you know, they've sold a lot of players to different teams, and but they just haven't replaced them. Well, and, that's what I'm saying. It's not Mark yeah. Hughes's fault. Or, or is he the guy that's making those decisions? Yeah, I mean, I think he's been in, he's in a tough spot in the fact that all those players are gone. But mm-hmm. that being said... He's still now in charge of the team, and he's got to do it. The the concern I think a lot of people have is that they're so disorganized. I mean, almost people are saying that they didn't look good. They looked uh, as if they didn't even want to be there. Yeah. You know, gutless was another word that was thrown out there. Right. And that's that's never a good sign. You know, they talk about how coaches can lose the the, the locker room, the changing room. Right. And it seems like those things have kind of happened. You could probably say the same thing with Fulham as well. It's just they're in trouble because the players are not playing for him. No matter how what's happened in terms of selling those players before, and that's not helped, no question. And they haven't brought any players in. Right. But they've still got to. You still got to do something with the current squad he's got. Yeah, I, I guess I always. I always feel sorry for the coaches. It's a, it's a character flaw on my I, part. I know. I, I'm with you. I'm a coach myself. I know how it feels. It's a, it, it was, it's, it's a tough spot um, in terms of that. But then again, you've also still got to, you've still got to motivate. You've got to find a way to do it. And that's, that's why coaches do what they do, right? So they've got to be able to do it. And yeah, I guess who knows? So. Yeah, maybe Big Sam will come in somewhere. Big Sam Adderbys <laughs> will come in and solve the problem <laughs> he's available again <laughs> exactly uh so so let's talk about uh your team chelsea uh i watched that game against uh, crystal palace and and they uh didn't look so good um it, but that you know hazard was not playing uh they had him on the bench I, were, was the theory on that just to give him a rest uh because they were playing against a lesser team or you know what was What's the thinking there? Yeah, I think he had a little bit of an injury, had a little bit of a knock, something with his leg, I think. Um, So he's coming back because he missed the last game. Um, So he's just coming back. And uh, I think he did okay when he came in. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, he comes back in the game. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a good team. Bang, bang. It's three to one. And they've got the three points. And they have moved back up into second place on the table. And uh, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, I was I was frustrated when they conceded the goal. It was one nothing, and 
they were they were just doing enough. And then uh, when they brought in the subs, all of a sudden the game just changed. He hit that free kick in, and I'll give you know Murad. It was great for Murad to score a couple of goals. It would be good for his confidence. Right. Uh, he's been struggling in front of goal a little bit, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if he if he turns it up to where he can, you know, he has done it in the past. There's no reason to believe he can't do it again. Imagine if he starts playing up to his uh, level. This could be a scary team. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, in terms of the midfield, and that's what's really kind of nice about it, you know, when they brought in uh, Hazard, they brought in Kovadovic as well. It came in and they did great. I mean, they changed the game. And that's always, as coaches, we always say to substitutes, can you make a difference? Can you change the game? That's exactly what they did. They came in, made a difference. Yeah, I know. But let's face it, it's like you're bringing in you know, Michael Jordan, <laughs> right? All right, come on, subs. <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. No, no, no question, no question. It's it's a good sub to have in your back pocket. There's yeah. no question about that. But hey, you still got to do it, right? You still right. got to do it. All right. So one more game I wanted to talk to you about, and that's the Leicester City game because it was the uh, it was the first game since the death of their owner, and it was clearly a very emotional game for the whole team. Um, you could just see how much he meant to them everyone in the stands there and and it was an away game so you know a lot of fans traveled and it was i think it was cardiff city right isn't that who they played that's right so that's the furthest uh away right yeah 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 and it's also owned by a tie owner too so they kind of there's there's definitely a little bit of camaraderie between the two i would think the two owners at that point so yeah for sure so I, th- I thought that was a uh, it was a beautiful moment. Um, Gray scored the goal, uh, tore his shirt off, and you know the the crowd went nuts. And and it was it was a uh, it would have been sad if they did not win that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I think they were playing, and I've I've seen this before when things have happened, and you know um, you know when when people close to you are you know there's there's a death or something or an injury or whatever i think it, the teams just raise it, it to a new level they play above themselves and yeah. and that's exactly what happened with leicester city you know they played above themselves and, and it's nothing the coach has to do to motivate which is you know we talked about how you know mark hughes is struggling to motivate here you know, the coach didn't have to do anything. He just said, just just do what you do, and right. uh, they deserve to win it. I thought it was a bit harsh that the player ended up getting a yellow card after he took off his shirt. If there's one yellow card, <laughs> I know. Come on. Not given, come on. Seriously? I mean, the guy's gone through. And I think I would probably have guessed everybody had the same shirt on underneath. So whoever would have scored right. would, have, would have done the same thing. But, yeah, yeah I was like, well, whatever. You know, maybe that was the time when you just – Hey, I, oh, I forgot about that. Never mind. Yeah, I, I, I agree totally. All right, so um, one of the things that I like about watching uh, English English Premier League is the uh, British announcers. They do not uh, talk down to the American audience. They know that they're broadcasting to America, but they're, they're giving it to you the way they would give it to their own people. Um, but that does occasionally lead to sometimes when I need uh, foreign traditions explained to me, and I have some audio for that. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So in that Leicester game, 
Mm-hmm. I, I think I know what this means, but I just want to. Uh, I just want to double check. Jamie Vardy, uh, their striker, was up, uh, you know, in his own, in the box of the other team, and committed a foul. And the announcer said, "That's a striker's challenge." <laughs> well, what does that mean? Well, I think it's probably fair to say, and it probably goes back years, that strikers, forwards in general, are not the best defenders in the world. So they do get a little bit of a free pass in terms of when they do defend. And so if they do kind of get in a little bit late and maybe make that tackle poorly, they are able to get away with it. Hence the term, the striker's challenge. Uh. So. They're not renowned for their defending prowess, to say the least, and so they're able to kind of get away with it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 interesting because now you're probably saying that more strikers are better defenders, and actually that's how managers kind of pick their team sometimes. But but Jamie Vardy's the perfect example, kind of an old school guy who, uh, yeah, he's not he's not. You're not going to ask him to do a lot of defending. That's right. for sure. Jamie Vardy's a here. Here's the ball. Go chase it. <laughs> exactly. Scores uh, goals, and that's good. Right. All right. Well, you need those guys too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Tottenham game, this is a, a different thing. Now, I don't, I don't need you to explain this one, but uh, I just love this. So for for me as an announcer, I've been, you know been in radio yeah. my whole life. Uh, I like when there's a uh, new word play that I hadn't heard before, <laughs> and uh, this this was great. A player got knocked down face first into the uh, into the grass. And the announcer said he was brushing up on his horticulture. <laughs> I just, I'm going to totally steal that. I'm going to totally steal yeah. that. I love it. And marking it down on the list. Uh, so uh, congratulations to the announcers on that one. <laughs> All right. Time for a quiz. All right. You, you are doing pretty well on the quizzes. You had one, uh, one hiccup, and that was... Uh, which team was that? Do you remember? That was Bournemouth uh, a couple Bournemouth. of weeks ago. Yeah. Bit of a shocker there on that one. Yeah. But everything else I'm doing okay. All right. So this week we're going to quiz you on Leicester City because this has been a big week for them. And yep. uh, I'm going to uh, – I've got five questions. If you get three of them correct, you pass the quiz. Um, and we'll start with this one. Which famous 1960s pop star <laughs> is a supporter of Leicester City? Is it A, Tom Jones, B, Engelbert Humperdinck, C, Peter Noon, or D, Petula Clark? One of those is a big Leicester City fan. Oh, my. You, you and your music stuff <laughs> every week. It's always there. Hey, well, man, I'm a rock and roller. What can I do? I, exactly. I know it's, it's either Engelbert Humperdinck or Peter Noon. It's one of those two. The other two, for sure, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm going to go with Engelbert Humperdinck. Very good. You are correct. Yes. Engelbert Humperdinck is not his real name, by the way. Um, but, uh, yes, that is – that's the singer, Strangers in the Night. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, he's, your, uh, he's your winner. So one for one. In 2015-16, when Leicester won the Premier League, who finished in second place that season? Was it A, Arsenal, B, Man U, C, Man City, or D, Chelsea? Hmm. That was just a couple years ago. Yeah, I know. And they say say no one remembers who finishes in second, and this may be a good example of that. 
I'm going to go with Manchester United. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. The answer is Arsenal. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So just a few years ago, they were in second yeah. place. All right. In the 2015-16 season, Jamie Vardy led the team with 24 goals. How many other Leicester players that season scored double-digit goals? Is it zero, one, two, or three? And these are some tough ones again. <laughs> I'm going to – I don't think there was really anybody else that was – I'm thinking of the players, Saki and Mar, maybe Mares could have been up there in double digits. I'm going to go with one. That is correct. Mares is the one. Very good. Yeah. He was player yep. of the year that year, so that was a good guess. Yep. yep. All right, so who was the captain of that team? Was it A, Jamie Vardy, B, Casper Schmeichel, C, Robert Huth, or D, Wes Morgan? Well, it, traditionally, it's always the center backs that become the captains. Um, they had a good team there. Conte obviously was there, and it was either Morgan or Huth. I'm going to go with Wes Morgan. And once again, you have passed the test. That's three Oof. out of four. Very good. All right, so I'm going to give you one last one. Uh, right. This is a, a soccer-heavy question, so you're going to need to really dip into your knowledge of, of soccer, okay? What is the name of the Lester mascot? Is it Frankie Fox, Finnegan Fox, Foxy Lady, or <laughs> Filbert Fox? It is one of those. Well, they used to play at Filbert Street, Damn. so I'm going to give it a Damn. go at Filbert Fox. You are right. Four out of five. Very All impressive. Right. So, I mean, if people are looking for this program, they can find it on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. Tune in. Uh, RSS feed at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can uh, subscribe to the show. It'll just show up in your uh, on your phone or in your computer. And we are also on Spotify. So, Adam, uh, I know you've got a lot going on there in the office, so let's uh, roll the audio for uh, America. In this country, we call it soccer, partner. What's happening uh, in Illinois? Yeah, so big weekend this past weekend. We finished up our State Cup series, so we were able to crown five state champions in uh, in girls' uh, high school age groups. Uh, so just give them a quick shout-out. So 15U was Greater Libertyville. 16U, Chicago Inter Red. 17U was the Rockford Raptors. 18U was Campton United. And then the U19 group, the 2000 age group, was Oak Brook Soccer Club Magic. So they will be the, representing Illinois as state cup champions in the Midwest regionals set for next summer, and that'll be in Saginaw, Michigan. So congrats to those teams. A great uh, great achievement. It was, it was a, a good day Saturday. I was busy coach, uh, teaching a course here, but... Uh, by all things, it was great, especially because they were playing doors, and I know the weather was a little dicey, especially Saturday and Sunday. So playing in that indoor facility in Rockford definitely helped. It's um, nice that there's there's a spread of all different clubs too. Some of those, yeah, are not exactly. Your there was, ones. Yeah, no repeats. There was one club that ended up losing three finals, so that was kind of tough. I think oh. it was FC United. So that was a tough one for them, but. Uh, 
you know, it's it's it is what it is, you know. But yeah, good. Everybody, a different club wins each one, so that was good. Um, and then also this week we've got uh, registrations kind of closing here on Wednesday for the Modern Soccer Coach. Uh, we've got Gary Canine and Craig Carrington coming in, both the Red Stars assistant coaches on Sunday. So if people are still interested, that we've still got a few spots open. Uh, definitely uh, tell them to register, go to our website. They can do that. Look forward to that on Sunday. That'll be a good day. And then we'll start our Olympic developmental program training this weekend too. So we're excited about uh, moving forward with the, the winter series of training. So looking good. So the ODP program, that's really uh, a summer and, and winter program, right? It's it's pr- primarily winter. We actually uh, we go from November uh, all the way through till April. So we're done in April. So it does not conflict with any of the clubs and their programs. Uh, in the past, there's been some summer things that we've been able to go to, but we've eliminated that. So just okay. because so many clubs have regionals and, and different things going on. Uh, so we don't do that. Although the best players will be able to go to um, a regional camp in the summer, but that's not going to be uh, all of the teams, just those individual players. That's invite only sort of thing. Yes, exactly. They've got to be selected by the coaching staff to go to the regionals, which again is in Saginaw. So Saginaw is going to be the place to be this summer, it seems like. Okay. And when you're in Saginaw, don't go to Flint because the water still is not okay. It's, it's very, very close to there. All right. Now, this is uh, it's time for the reason that I do this show is uh, I need to find out what what uh, games to uh, watch. So it's time for Adam's TV tip, and we have audio. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV tip. All right. What are we going to watch this weekend? I'll tell you, it's, it's a pretty good group of games here this weekend. So, um, again, I think Sunday's going to be the best day. You know, which is uh, traditionally not the tradition three o'clock Saturday kickoff games, but I think you're going to have to watch that Man City Man United game. I think that's going to be a great game. That's a slightly later kickoff, so you don't have to get up too too early. Should be a good one. Looking forward to that. Um, and wouldn't really it be kinda... wouldn't it be just like Jose to win that game? I've got a funny feeling that they might just do that. I, I think it's going to be extremely competitive. I won't be surprised as he if he parks the bus a little bit and squeaks out a one nil victory. I won't be surprised to do that. So, so that's definitely my tip. Uh, and as a second tip, I'll throw in Liverpool Fulham could be a big game for the Fulham manager. I won't be surprised if he gets fired after that game if they don't win. Wow. Okay. Well, if you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter FK with Adam and Rick and Facebook Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Or you can check out our day jobs. I'm the author and publisher of Eckhart's Press, Eckhart'sPress.com, and the co-host of the Minutia Men podcast with David Stern. Adam is the technical director, director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of the show is Tony Lasana of Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Losano or Los Anno and Friends... 
Here's what you missed. 140 frozen turkeys were stolen from an <laughs> Illinois market. Uh, I can't imagine stealing $2,000 worth of frozen turkeys. Maybe it's like the Thanksgiving Robin Hood. He's stealing <laughs> He's the turkeys stealing to, to give to the turkeys. It's hard enough to handle one frozen turkey. <laughs> right. Here's the Thanksgiving. Let's give Jesse White a plug right here. Oh, yeah. Our oh, guy. He, most people I bet in this room don't know this. Of all the different things about him we don't know. Yeah. He will have collected... And delivered 10,000 turkeys Yeah, by Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe and personally direct it all himself. He, personally direct it all. He'll, be, he'll start at 5 in the morning yeah. and end at 10 at night. That's and he's crazy. done it for 25 years. I had him on my old TV show very early on. And, went, and we had him with the Jesse White Tumblers. And I watched him. He set everything out, out, up with the, the kids. Mm-hmm. He is always hands-on. He's always there. So I find him to be a, an amazing, amazing. man. And very long. lively. While talking, Jesse White called. <laughs> and he did. I showed you. Yeah. He was calling. I said, should I take it? Take it. No, take it. <laughs> so he just said that it's 50 years, 15,000 turkey snaps. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wow. And then he called just to make yeah. sure. I said, I can't talk. I'm on the radio. <laughs> radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.